नमस्ते एवरीवन आई एम राहुल दिवान एंड विद मी शंकर भारद्वाज खंडवली देर आर कॉमन क्वेश्चंस दैट हिंदूज आस्क अराउंड मूर्ति पूजा एंड रिलेटेड टॉपिक्स आई हैव बीन हैविंग कॉन्वर्सेशंस विद शंकर टुडे वी डू नॉट हैव अ कॉन्वर्सेशन बट मोर एन एफएक्यू व्हिच यू नो ऑन क्वेश्चंस दैट शंकर इज गोइंग टू आंसर सो प्लीज लिसन इन इफ यू हैव मोर क्वेश्चंस प्लीज लीव your comments in the comments box below in this video when you are watching so that shankar can answer these questions for you as well in the future videos thank you looking at the terminology i mean the best way to understand our concept is even at the colloquial level we just take the native idiom that is our simplest and most straightforward way to understand hinduism let us say somebody is going to a temple what is he saying is he saying i am going to see idol or is he saying i am going to see rama i need to see the devata so he is very clear and solid in his understanding every common man is very clear what he is doing and uh, conceptually he is not confused at least the confusion has been put into our minds at certain intellectual level but uh, if you think like an insider just look at the common sense level native idiom also this confusion goes away i am doing deva puja i am not doing murti puja and nobody says i am doing a, i am doing a abhishekha to vigraha right everybody says i am doing abhishekha to shiva or devi or rama i am doing kalyana to venkateshwara nobody says venkateshwara vigraha kalyana right everybody says venkateshwara kalyana so because venkateshwara has been invoked in it and it is venkateshwara for all practical purposes the hindu himself the practicing hindu however lay or enlightened it doesn't matter he is very clear he is worshiping the devata he is not worshiping a uh, idol or any yes he is invoking that inside the inside various forms now is it possible the first thing that makes it possible is that divine presence is everywhere and can be invoked everywhere this is the uniqueness of our uh, traditions where the divine permeates and pervades all forms of creation jale vishnu sthale vishnu everybody jwalamala kule vishnu everywhere all forms of uh, natural manifest phenomena divine is there it is because it is there that it can be invoked you can't invoke something that is not already there in fact if you see uh, idolatry as a term murti puja is a insider reflection of that term idolatry the the term itself did not exist for us all the texts only say deva puja and all so i mean th- that just shows the amount of distance we have come in terms of how we look at ourselves as insiders versus outsiders when we say i mean you can call it anything vigraha aradhana murti puja or you know bimba aradhana whatever you call it these are all reflections of the insider towards an outside attribution insider terminology is very different uh, what are we worshiping we are worshiping our uh, parents right then pitru devatas we are worshiping puja to pitru devatas happens puja towards trees animals plants everything happens and towards devatas also happens but these are all living forms 
now there is a living parent you can worship the living parent there is a tree there you know that there is life already so it is there is nothing that doesn't have life that you can worship so devata when you are worshiping where are you worshiping you are taking a form and then invoking life into it and then worship and things that already have life you are not invoking anything into you know that they are already there you are make treating them like divine forms and then worship this has level answers at multiple levels because when i can access is it that i am accessing or do, do i just think that i am able to access now of course some people say that they are able to access divine and all that how many really do that is it one in thousand one in lakh one in million now the tricky part is as one does sadhana there are different levels of experience they are nearly samadhi but even in samadhi it is not as if the divine descends or anything you are just craving it it might come any time it might not also in several lifetimes so this is all by uh, and again this is all with respect to what one is seeking within now what are the different purposes for which we do the worship of divine now there is a devata runa that we need to clear out so for that we need to do some performance but the more important part is in our life where is divine if divine can only be in thought what is there any specific reason why divine can't be in our social life divine can't be in our physical forms also why do we have a reservation or have a hesitation that we remove that from physical aspect and claim that it has to be only in some inner world for us to some extent this has been created as a matter of shyness some level ego also that somebody can do something more advanced and this is very preliminary so all these things if we remove simply if you just have that within the heart right that my life is you know taken over by the divine i am going to transform my life into a higher level now obviously it has to manifest at every single level in the physical in the vital in the mental in the intellectual everywhere in the psychic in that sense in the social form also socially visible forms also it has to be visible society has to be a vehicle for divine the town has to be a vehicle for divine where all the activities are happening so physical forms are essential manifestations and evidence in fact that you have really been sincere in transforming your life into a divine form so it has to descend into idol also now i can see it somewhere fine but everybody can see it in an idol obviously the murti is not something uh, created ad, uh, in an ad hoc manner if you see the veda our source texts or axiomatic texts like mantra shastra the forms have been very clearly mentioned the murti has been very clearly defined this has four legs four hands uh, so many eyes this is the form of the face itself this is the color of the face all these have been very clearly defined in the veda itself so for us the murti is there murti does not mean just a stone or wooden piece right it is that form whatever we are envisaging that itself is the murti it may or may not have a physical form that we have created but if it is agni it has so many tongues and so many heads and hands and feet and whatever that exists no matter whether you put a image for it in physical form or not whether it is a stone idol or not agni is going to have that only 
right so that murti is there veda vedanta wherever you have we never say that the divine is formless divine at the ultimate level could be formless but you access it through forms even if let us say somebody is doing uh, mantra marga mantra yoga or whatever or just the kundalini yoga kundalini yoga is not bereft of forms right inside whatever he is seeing it is still a form that he is envisaging it may be a subtle form it could be a knowledge form it could be a mind form but it is essentially a form a murti only so there is nothing that we essentially do any practitioner which is bereft of murtis of some form or the other and we know this which is why we have given very clear form don't shy away from it envisage the murti it is only going to enhance your practice rather than hindering it which is why we have to use idols you can use a mental idol in fact uh, the linga or whatever vishnu form everything could be inside which is fine whether it is inside or not it is still an idol it is still a murti so we are using it and through the usage now we concentrate on that form it is going to only increase your focus it is only going to now you are going to devote all your thoughts to it all your knowledge you are making it pass through that so which which is basically now has become a living presence for you and we know how different life is with and without a living presence of something bigger than us of something that is taking care of us i mean an orphan versus a, some somebody who has a full family to take care of there is a world of difference in his life it's not just at a physical or emotional level it is at every single level so in that sense uh, when we have idols when we have in fact idol is very still a smaller thing right eventually people have full mandir in their home and it has a specific place in that house and that place only increases there is a uh, it is treated as one of the you know family member for all practical purposes you give the food you give the cloth you give everything you give dakshina you give the lighting there and its presence in terms of our mind space and our life space keeps increasing right as uh, so for some people that mandir uh it it starts taking more time more mind space for you and its prominence keeps increasing the idol may remain of the same size but the divinity inside that idol keeps increasing and the its presence in your life keeps increasing also the same happens outside the house now let us say the its presence in a town temple starts increasing in the social space now that is how the society is going to become a vehicle of divine and that is how it is going to enable the purushadas of all the people so this is the reason we use idols regardless of what we think we can access in other forms there are two aspects to this one is is using idol any part of any of these paths if we have bhakti we have uh yoga you, we have gnana marga is there where uh, you know the nisidhyasa that contemplation is done we have different paths out of these 
is there any relevance of idols is one aspect the other aspect is where does this fall itself where does idol worship fall in all these paths is it an independent path so if we look at the evolution of how things have transformed over time we all know that karma marga or the karma yoga has always been the shravata or the vedic ritual path where people perform that uh, yagna and their uh, you know that uh, havis is given to the devata that archaic model or the prototype first prototype so this ritual form has over time evolved and today's archa marga whatever we call it it is basically a karma yoga of the modern times and this evolution we can clearly trace so whatever we call today as archana or uh, which includes probably your uh, puja your abhishek or different forms of worship towards the devata it is essentially a continuation it's not as if it has replaced the yagna or anything it, it, we can see a very clear continuity the same principles of karma yoga are visible here as much as in the yagna the invocation of devata is there uh, seeing the idol in uh, let us say in the yagna it, it is agni here it becomes the murti is directly there you are invoking divinity into it and you are making the offerings which you uh, typically do in agni also but that is done through agni there are alternate forms through water you can do or devata is now directly invoked through the different forms the it could be wooden it could be ivory it could be stone it could be you know crystal anything that invocation is happening so in that sense archa marga is a continuation of the same karma yoga where one is trying to achieve perfection through the yagna this for perspective but definitely it has more to it in the sense that it has been included a lot of other things have been included into it one is definitely to make it more easy to access in life now maintaining an agnihotra all these things that is one this is an easy replacement and now you have an idol you can probably some are movable some are not movable some are in the house in the mandir of the house they are permanent they pass over from generation to generation there are some other things which are possessions of people they probably take it wherever they go some people carry their linga wherever they go and then do the worship there similar to agni again agni also has this upasthaya and viharaniya some can be taken over moving around some has to be stationed in a single place so not just apparent similarities but the whole philosophy of karma yoga has transformed eventually into the modern times in the form of archa marga or the idol worship along with that now there is a mantra is there mantra is there in both again but the way we apply how do we apply in case of archa marga we do that dhyana is done then the dharana is done the anganyasa karanyasa they do then the dhyana shloka is read then the with the main mantra you perform either the flowers puja or the abhisheka or kumkuma puja whatever this is basically if you see the shadanga or ashtanga yoga you have that same dharana dhyana samadhi dhyana dharana samadhi these steps are simply mapping to it one to one so in that sense it's not really away from what we think of as yoga 
just because there are more physical means involved. So as we know, yoga has uh, you know pervaded uh, off late into all major forms in the mantra, in the uh, Kundalini yoga or the Laya yoga or many other forms also. Yoga is visible in some way or the other, some form or the other. So in the Achamarga also, it is very much there. Again, uh, one aspect obviously is whether we can access and that is all there variable. But even assuming that we can, we have a home, we have a mandir within home, we can probably, we have an idol, we can access divinity there. But tradition says that there are multiple levels. The home is the adhama or the least possible place where you can find your divine. There is a better place, probably in the temple. Then there, there are still better places in the, some rituals are recommended around probably the, uh, by the river. And some, uh, still better is any Kshetra or Tirtha. So the thing is, it is a vast divinity is infinity, right? It's a question of how much we can connect and how, what level of connect we can make and how much of that connection we can bring down to our life. There are some exceptional places, which are called, let us say the Jyotirlingas or Shaktipitas, where we have a much better connect, whether we experience it or not. That seed would be put once we go there and it will keep acting on us through our life. So it is very important to understand that our awareness of it is something, but things happening is another thing. So in a temple, there is definitely more chance of we accessing divinity because that it's a more concentrated presence just by virtue of that being stronger. And we, that strength is important because that strength can undo our own limitations and still enter us, still act on us. We do by ourselves, we have to undo our own sheets of consciousness. We need to undo our limitations to be able to elevate ourselves to certain mind state and then access it, which is possible, not very probable in most of the times, unless we have got to certain stage. Even if we have got to a certain stage, the effect in the Kshetra is definitely going to be more than in a house. So it's not as if once I am able to connect, it is the same everywhere. It's still not the same. It is still better if in a, in a more concentrated presence than in a bleak presence that we have created with our own tapas in our house. Then comes the order and magnitude and all that. At what level of cosmic purpose we are acting, all these things. Now you are simply devoted to Loka Kalyana. Obviously, you are going to access more energy, you are going to be able to spend more cosmic energy onto that righteous purpose. If you are having a bigger access, let us say it's a bigger vessel, you have taken a drum there, if you are in a Kshetra, in a house it is just a glass. So this is the reason we people try to access bigger forms of uh, con bigger concentrated presences. A greater concentrated presence. So temple is better, Kshetra Artitha is much better and so on. And presence of uh, people with tapas and presence of people who have done a lot of tapas, let us say sannyasis are there. Once they depart, their bodies are, uh, you know, 
we don't burn them right we just bury them and there that place is said to be a place of concentrated divine presence so it's not just a temple in our scheme of things all these are uh, presence of divine at, at different levels and some obviously are tajasic uh, forms some probably spandanatmaka you can feel ju- just the resonance and things like that they are good enough for certain purposes let us say there is a you know preta kind of uh, attack or something these things are good enough to take care of those you may not be able to access higher levels let us say the intelligence principle that you may not be able to access at certain levels these buried for places those are possible only in ekshetra or in a very good uh, prana pratishtha if there is, there is a temple so this is the reason we go to temple even if divine is present everywhere and this is in fact also the underlying principle of our sacred geography why we have created those forms where the divine has himself descended into a more concentrated presence in some places the hill the entire hill is a divine uh, hill like uh, it is a jyotirlinga itself something like that devata is accessible inside and is not limited to inside in the sense that in fact this whole inside outside is also a uh, mithya at some point right because there is nothing like inside or outside we either we are only inside in faced or out faced but it is the same divine continuity in both realms it is because we find it more difficult to access it outside that we try to become in faced and try to access it no is the devata as a principle accessible yes it is accessible in both places we can see it in idol we can see it inside in the heart or in the different uh, uh, places within the body in kundalini or in other forms within also let us say our intelligence principle is there our knowledge principle is there our prana shakti is there all these are divine forms also and our uh, qualities there are atma gunas and kalyana gunas which divine has and all those are accessible from within also but these are basically divine forms uh, with the divine grace you can realize them within and th- they manifest in our conduct in our words mind action our thoughts everything this is also a form of access of divinity within only or if we have accessed it will eventually result in this also both hold good which is why these are universal i mean uh, it can be invoked anywhere at the same time it is present as a universal principle as a causal form or which which has resulted in the manifestation in the universe so obviously it is there uh, both inside and outside and everywhere <clears throat> 